Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sitting in Silence podcast. Um, it's nice to see you or have you all back here again. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have a or an intro, intro, I don't know what that was, intro jingle, like I said I would. Um, I was busy working throughout the week and like, I didn't, I couldn't think of any like good tune and I just didn't want to record the audio for it because, oh, I don't know, my family, like you saw or heard, not saw, like you heard last time, they just love to make noise all the time. And it's kind of rare that there's no sound in the house, except, uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but the air conditioning is on because it's hot as hell outside. And, um... Yeah, the air conditioning is right under my desk that I'm recording at. So, yeah, I just, I tried to close the vent, but you can still kind of he- hear it. I can still feel it. That's why I'm wearing sweatpants. Like, the air, it's not very really good placement, I'll be honest. The air goes, well, it's like right on my desk, right? So, I'm sitting here, the air is hitting my legs, and I'm wearing, when I'm wearing shorts, it just, it's not a good combo. Um, and I feel like I have to wear like pants or um like have a blanket around my legs or something but anyways that's off uh topic um I wanted to I could have waited to record this podcast later um I don't know why I'm revealing this but like I wanted to because I was watching this streamer on twitch called kick the pj and he's I'm watching his animal crossing streams (laughs) And, like, the way he was talking, it just made me want to record or, like, just talk. Um, so, that's why I'm here. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, I have a song of the podcast this week. I prepared one. And it's uh, a song by Rini. I don't know if people know about him. I don't know how well-known he is. I think he's, like, eh, decently. Um, he does, like... A lot of R&B kind of songs. So the one that I'm recommending this week is Aphrodite. This song... Okay, I fir- when I first listened to it, I was like, this is gold. This is amazing. I love it a lot. And then I didn't listen it listen to it for a while because when I listen to music, I like, like focusing on different genres. So right now I'm kind of in like a poppy phase. Um, and then after I listened to it first, I was kind of in that phase as well. So, um, I downloaded it to my phone, but I didn't listen to it again until recently, like earlier in the week when I was doing work, I put on some music and I decided to listen to the song and it's so good. It's like the, the way he's singing this R&B track is exactly like my style. Like, you know, I mentioned last week that I have a bunch of different music preferences, but, like, I think R&B is the one that takes the cake for me. Like, it's, I love R&B, I feel like. Um, it just gets me going. So, yeah, Aphrodite, I really recommend it. Um, I think it's one of my favorite songs at the moment, so that's obviously why I'm recommending it. Um, and, yeah, that's the song of the podcast. And now we're going to get on to the topic for this week, which... You guys already know, since I said it last week, it's going to be on the Mighty Ducks. You can also see it from the title. Um, 
I have a few points that I want to go through, but it's mainly just going to be about like the semantics of the Mighty Ducks. I know I introduced the movies for anyone who haven't hasn't watched um, any of them. You know, I gave you the gist of everything, and hopefully that will let you like follow along with what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it's m- just it's more like breaking down things in the movie. It's kind of like going to be criticizing it, but like also talking about the things that I enjoyed anyways we're just gonna go through the movies um and the first thing that i have well okay the first movie i really have no gripes um except for the fact that you know like uh if we're talking hockey a lot of the the penalties or like the a lot of the things i guess or actions that were done during the games should have been penalties but they were not called they were let go and um it shouldn't be like that but like i get it it's like it's just a movie you know disney movie um and uh that's the only like real gripe i have with it it's just a fun cute little movie i guess well actually i could say this one thing it just popped up in my mind i don't have it in my notes but um so yeah i'm sorry if i ramble that's what i'm saying that's why i brought that up i don't have it in my notes so i don't have like a a uh uh what am i saying a plan i guess for what i'm going to say for this but like fulton reed um the guy that the ducks pick up while they're trying to get good um um he doesn't know how to skate so that's why he doesn't play hockey but he has a really good slap shot so gordon bombay the coach the doi lawyer um wanted to get him for the slap shot because he thought it would be lethal which it was but they needed to teach him how to skate so they decided to take him rollerblading first off if any of you have tried either activity they're not the same skating is not rollerblading period it's i don't i don't know where the logic came from like just put him on the ice you know it was cute the little montage in the mall where they're rollerblading it's cute but like it's not it's not logical is there anything else that i can quickly think of that just didn't make sense in the first movie i don't i think a lot of people's favorite movie is the first movie which i understand um there's nothing else else i can think of just like remember the only thing I want to say is remember that the ducks sucked in the beginning of the movie and they got like decent towards the end and they won the championship. And then taking that information. What the heck is going on? <laughs> Hold on, people. Hi, so it's like two hours later from <laughs> the first recording session or whatever. Um i had to go see what the noise was it was my cousin's daughter coming over to say hi so i said hi and then i decided i wanted to do a drinking game with the mighty ducks because i wanted to actually um do one for like a few weeks now so i decided to do one to d2 and i got like let's see halfway a little over halfway into the movie into d2 because i wanted to watch d2 i'm a little bit you know i'm not i'm not drunk but i am under the influence 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I'm over halfway through, but I don't think I can finish because I'm falling asleep. Whenever I drink alcohol, I just get sleepier. <laughs> I'll be honest, I get tired. And um, it's like almost 11. And like I mentioned last time, my sleep schedule, I sleep at 11 or 10. So I'm tired. I'm almost done my drink anyway. Literally, there's not enough for me to finish the movie. Like I would be done before the movie finishes. So, and I don't want to open another one because I'm not going to finish that. So I, th- I thought I would just cut it there. It was fun, the drinking game. I don't know why I wanted to do one, but I didn't. Anyways, that's off topic. I'm going to try to finish this podcast a little bit tipsy. Or I'm not, I don't know what I am. But yeah, I'm going to try to finish it because I started it and I don't want to like go back to it. Plus the house is pretty quiet right now. So we're going to do that. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying. But. Let me move my mic. It's gonna sound a little bit weird. Hold on. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna... I think I was transitioning from D1 to D2 and saying how the ducks were bad in D1. So moving on to D2, taking all of that in mind, how the ducks were trash and they became, you know, champions somehow because it's a Disney movie. That's how. Um taking all that information and um we're not gonna consider like a time distance between d1 d2 because we don't know what the time difference was i'm assuming it's like a year or like less than a year i need to yawn i'm so sorry i'm so i'm tired but we're finishing this I do have a little bit of energy still, probably because of alcohol, but anyways, um, oh yeah, the distance, because I'm saying it's less than a year because we get the little, I don't know if it's a flashback, it's not really a flashback, but it's a little like continuation from D1 because in D1, Bombay, Coach Bombay, he goes to try out for, I don't know if it's an AHL team a minor league team and he makes it in d2 we see that so he's playing on the team and then he gets injured so you know he doesn't play the whole season and besides the whole season is not going to be a year to play out right especially if he cut short so i'm saying it's less than a year so i don't know how much training the ducks clearly not that much because when bombay gets offered the coaching position for the junior goodwill games um or the i have like an acronym here that i made the the j g w g so the jug jug that's not a good acronym okay well we're gonna trash that uh what was i saying when it decides to uh well no when he gets offered the position for um, the coach of Team USA, um, at that point, the Ducks, they haven't trained at all. Um, and we know that because Bombay, actually, before we go to that, I want to mention, 
as I just watched the movie before I started recording this, I wrote down some, well, I wrote down one line that I wanted to mention, but it's when Don Tibbles, who is with Hendrix Hockey and Team USA or whatever, he's affiliated with Team USA because Hendrix Hockey, his company is sponsoring Team USA's jerseys or the team, whatever. Um, uh, when he's talking to Bombay to pitch the idea or something, um, he says, "What? Oh, he says, <laughs> let's go round those, round up those ducks or something." And then they go and get the ducks, and the ducks are like spread out. They're not practicing hockey. Averman's doing his part time. Uh, Goldberg's doing his family business, helping his family business. Guy and Connie are smooching on the pier or something. The only ones who are practicing out of the group that they gather. Hold on. Do they even get Fulton? I don't think they get Fulton, but he just shows up. Hold on. I need to see this. I'm going to pull up the movie again. Um... But yeah, we see they're not practicing, so they haven't. They probably haven't gotten that much better, you know. Adam Banks, though, Adam Banks and what's his face, Jesse Hall, they were playing hockey, so you know they are practicing a little bit. Oh yeah, they do get Fulton. Never mind. Um, they were practicing a little bit, little bit, but that's all we see. And it wasn't like official hockey practice. It was literally just like street hockey. And then Adam Banks was practicing in his driveway. So it's not, you know, the best practice, but they were practicing a little bit. So that's why I say like they, they haven't gotten much better, but maybe a little bit better. But that's not enough, I think, because they're going up against the world and all they've done is win a local peewee hockey championship. Like, like, what? And then, like, okay, another gripe I have. Don Tibbles, while he's pitching the position to Gordon Bombay, he's like, oh, I saw what you did with the Ducks there. That was magic or something. And then he says, we at Hendrix Hockey and Team USA for your country or something need that magic. And I'm saying, I'm thinking, Don Tibbles, you and Hendrix Hockey, and Team USA are keeping up with local hockey teams. Like, uh, we're going to just use an example. Uh, this team as an example. Um, you know, this peewee team in M Minnesota, they're using, they're scouting this team, this league, to find, like, the best next upcoming coach. Like, is that, like, I don't, like, mm, I don't see it. I don't see it it could be possible it could be but especially because like it's just a peewee hockey and they didn't even crush the hawks that badly like i guess they like you know what i guess they did okay because after banks went down with the injury in the championship game in d1 um they still pulled out with the win thanks to charlie's triple deke and um so yeah, I guess, you know, they did prove that they could do stuff without Adam Banks. Um, contrary to what I believed, I thought Adam Banks just carried the whole team, period. But they were capable of doing it without him. So, you know, I guess it is admirable. Like, I guess what Bombay did was magic. But still, like, get a better team, you know? I mean, 
get a better coach. Because, like, if you think about it, that's the only thing Bombay has for its resume. Like, one championship win with a peewee team in Minnesota junior hockey or minor youth hockey. Sorry. (sighs) My brain. I'm going to (laughs) drink. I need to finish this. If you are curious as to what I'm drinking, it's like a, a bubbly cocktail kind of drink. It has gin in it. I don't know what it says because I'm in the dark right now. It's like, maybe I should turn on the light. Gin, sorry, gin smash. Georgian Bay Gin Smash Original. It has... It tastes like tangerines, which I'm not a fan of, to be honest, but I'm drinking it because my mom got it for the house, and I'm like, why not? And then lime, lemon, lime, and mint. I can taste the mint in here. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this drink, to be honest. That's my opinion. This is off topic. So anyways, I don't remember what I was talking about, but... I don't, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, sorry. Um, Like, if they were looking for coaches across all leagues, I'm sure there was a better one than Bombay. Like, I guess his story was good, and, like, what he did was amazing, but, like, that's one thing. Like, it t- could could have just been a coincidence. It's not just because of the coach that, that, uh, that his team did well it could have been the team's chemistry and whatnot and actually giving them the proper equipment they needed to play like i mentioned they were playing like with unregulated equipment which is not right but they were doing that anyway um so once they got better equipment and actually trained like actually had the funds to train they got better maybe they were talented like that but they weren't like they weren't able to use their talents to the fullest. So, like, bringing that out was the key, not Bombay. I don't know. I don't know the factors. But, you know, let's just say Bombay was the right coach. He was the best coach. Um, you know, he was actually fit to do the job, which, you know, Tibbles and Hendricks Hockey and Team USA thought because they offered him the job. They didn't have to take the rest of the ducks. Like I mentioned last podcast the only duck that i think was worthy of joining this team was adam banks period period everyone else sucked literally less than a year ago i'm saying less than a year ago the rest of the ducks sucked adam banks was the only one who had potential to make team usa now um i guess you know because because Tibbles was like, oh, let's go round up those ducks. Like, he was he was given the okay for that to happen. Like, I guess they were, they were saying, or they thought Bombay plus the ducks was like a package deal. So, like, they couldn't do one without the other or they couldn't get one without the other. Um, so, I guess that's what the case was. And, like, whatever, I guess, you know. In the end, even if they did a tryout, I bet um, 
Bombay would have still chosen his ducks plus a few other players, which is what happened, you know, but the few other players were actually chosen for him. And I have a few things to say about these few other players. Um, hold on. My, my mind is <laughs> losing it. Um... Oh, the few other players. So, like, really, it's just... Well, not just. It's with Luis Mendoza first. We'll talk about him. Um, he He's fast. That's how they market him. He's fast. But he can't stop, which is fundamental. Like, that's what you learn first few things in skating. You learn how to move. You do your little, like, steps. I don't know how people learn how to skate. I don't remember. I learned when I was, like, three or four probably so it's been a while I don't exactly remember but uh from like skating lessons that I've seen in rinks they do little steps first so you learn how to step on the ice you learn how to walk on the ice you know then you learn how to stride and whatever and you also with those things so you don't hit the boards on the other end aggressively you learn how to stop that's one of the few things you learn while skating and this man this boy actually cannot do that is that not like insane and like team usa wanted this guy like i get he has like an asset that's useful for the team you know he's quick he can move fast you know the other opponents, the defense will not be able to keep up with him and whatnot so he can get breakaways and, and you know, intimidate the other team like that. But, like, still, wouldn't you not rather have a more rel, a rel, a well-rounded player? And I don't understand, like, he can't stop, so you use, but you use him, like, you know, in games frequently, because you have to run lines, and you can't just leave him sitting on the bench until you need him, like, for, for a breakaway, like, that's not how it works, you know, you can't time those things, so he's, like, on the ice constantly, we'll say, or frequently, and he's skating around, he's just, he's just, he doesn't stop like he's just going in circles so he doesn't have to stop but then he's like going so fast right so like i don't know it's not effective it's just not effective like i don't know and also like he can't stop but he can turn and do all those fancy little moves that they show off and in the bit where they're introducing the new ducks don't you need to like use your edges to do those the tight turns that he does or whatever right and then when you stop you also need to use your edges so like what is happening what is the correlation i don't understand that part doesn't make sense to me at all when i was younger it was funny ha 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 he can't stop but like now that i'm thinking about it it's not possible it doesn't make sense oh second thing i have to talk about i needed to burp um, was Kenny Kenny Wu, and I know last podcast I said I was a fan of him. He was fun, but as a as a character, he was as a hockey player. For speaking in the movie, I don't know why Team USA took this man, boy. Sorry, I don't know why. I have no idea because he was a former Olympian figure skater turned hockey player for Team USA, and he ditches figure skating like period he doesn't go back to figure skating because he joins the ducks at 
Eden Hall. He's not training for the next Olympics or whatever. He's just ditched. And why would you do that when you're an Olympian? Like, does that make sense? I know Don Tubble says he convinced Kenny Wu that hockey has more of a future. You put a stick in his hands and no one's able to touch him. Um, did I mention I was trying to learn the the lines of the second movie, D2? So that's why I know them quite decently. Anyways, um, so yeah, like even with that, like I think, you know, if you're weighing the options here, he's already an established Olympic figure skater. And he decides, oh, yeah, hockey is better for me, you know? Like, I'll have a better future. But he's already an estab- established Olympian. I don't know what medals he's gotten because they don't disclose that. But, like, I'm assuming he's gotten, he's, like, you know, recognized because Gordon Bombay notices him or recognizes him, sorry, um, and says, like, isn't that the kid from the Olympics? Yep, Ken Wu, what can I say? Um, anyways, so... Like, he has a career. He's done, I'm pretty, like, I'm assuming decently in in the Olympics. Um, so, like, why? Why is he doing hockey? It, does, it doesn't make sense to me. And also, the learning curve from figure skates to hockey skates, it's not, like, it's not it. It's not there. <laughs> I know because I started skating in figure skates and it was hard for me to transition to hockey skates like it took a while it's not impossible I'm saying it's not impossible but like you know actually that's really no point there but because I've done it but still I don't know how long it's been since he's you know changed sports um I guess that would be a factor in that point but since we don't know, there's no, there's no real argument there. I'm just saying things, but um, really like just changing the sport when you're already like a well-known, established Olympic figure skater, and you're going to play for a less known. I don't know how big the Junior Goodwill Games are, but they're not as big as the Olympics because they are a junior tournament or competition. So they're clearly not as good. I don't know why he would go and downgrade like that, but whatever, you know, whatever. Um, that's the only gripe I have with the new ducks. Uh, cause like Dwayne is like pretty good. He's a good puck handler. He can actually skate. There's no issue with that. You know, no problems with Dwayne. Julie, he's okay. We have to talk about Julie. We'll get to her last out of the new ducks. Um, there's also Dean Portman. He's just a goon, you know, that's how they describe him. He's a goon. Um, you know, the enforcer, the big guy, the tough guy. And um, yeah, n- nothing wrong with him, you know, he's great. We love him. But Julie, Julie the cat Gaffney, this woman, lady, we're going to call her woman because she deserved that title. This woman, even though she was like probably 14, 15, this woman, <laughs> um, was clearly the better goalie in that showing clearly you know you know when don tibbles sorry i was thinking when don tibbles introduces julie he's like oh julia cat gaffney won the state championship for maine three years in a row and then 
Gordon Bombay is like, oh, but we have a goalie, Goldberg. And then they pan to Goldberg and he's like, oh, bring it on. I, I'm ready. I'm the man. I'm the man. And then it goes down into a split, which, you know, goalie should be able to do pretty well, you know. Um, I'm not, well, yeah, they should be pretty flexible, you know. Um, so he goes down into a split and he can't, he can't get up. And then you pan over to Julie and she's like, you know, showing all the moves, you know, she can, she's showing she's capable of being, you know, a really good goalie. And then, and then, and then Bombay is like, oh, she, she's got some skill. I'm like, yes, yes, she does. And then he's like, oh, well, we could use a backup. And I'm like, okay, yes, you could. Of course you could. Every, every team probably, not probably, every team needs a backup, period. But, um, we don't know if that, if he's referring to Goldberg or Julie as a backup. And then we see throughout the, the, the games in the tournament that it's Julie who is the backup when, you know, from what I, when, what I stated from the showing or, yeah, we're going to call it the showing, you know, Julie was clearly catching eyes. She was doing better than Goldberg, even during their practice or their scrimmage. Um, Julie was outshining Goldberg, period. So why? Tell me why um, Gordon Bombay went with Goldberg in the games. Like, please, please, please explain it to me. And, like, I'm not knocking Goldberg, you know. He did well in the games, you know. He won them most of their games except for the one against Iceland. But we don't talk about that. Um, what was I saying? I guess this is what this is what happens to me when I get a little bit of alcohol in the system, but I'm not drunk. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, I'm yawning. Oh, uh, we're just gonna go back. Goldberg does well, but Julie obviously showed she was the better goalie. Period. So like. Even though Goldberg's like a good goalie, we'll say that he's good. Bombay trusts him, you know, he does do well in the games. Julie was better, and we know she could have done better because in D3, when they get a new coach, um, Orion, Ted Orion, um, we're gonna, we're gonna call him Coach Orion, um, when they get him and they were trying out for the, the JV team for their positions, um, Julie gets a starting position because this objective figure, this outside figure, this third party figure determines that Julie is better than Goldberg, period. No biases from, you know, their relationship in the past or whatever. She's clearly, clearly the better goalie and she proves that. So why does Bombay, well, we know why Bombay chooses Goldberg because of their relationships. Or their past relationship and the trust that he has in Goldberg. Even, like, when Julie approaches Bombay throughout the second movie about, like, wanting to play some more games or play play a game, period. He's like, oh, well, Goldberg's on a hot streak, you know? We have to, we have to go with him as long as we're winning. And then she's like, yeah, I get it, I guess. But, like, I left my team in Maine to show the world what I can do. <laughs> and then Bombay's like, you will show the world you will okay and then she's like okay whatever and then that's the end i don't know why i recounted that whole conversation maybe i am a little bit drunk anyways um so yeah that happens but she she still doesn't get a game 
not at all. She doesn't play a full game. Um, she tries to get put in for Goldberg, but then she causes a ruckus um, in the game. And she gets kicked out. And then she's put in again for the second time, second and last time um, against Iceland in the shootout. Does that sound fair to you? No. Anyways, that's that's that on that. I just wanted to rant about that. Um. Yeah, I think that's. Oh, oh. Hold on, I need to burp again. Okay, I have a few more things about D two. I'm literally just like tearing this movie apart, but it's fine. I do love the movie. Don't worry. There's just some things that get me going. Um. Right, so, like I mentioned, the Ducks, they probably didn't train before the, the tournament that much. And their training that they did do during the movie that they showed was not very extensive hockey training. Like, okay, in the first little bit, they were doing, like, teamwork kind of things before the, the tournament, which, like, it's understandable. You need to do that because you're bringing in new players. But... We don't see any, like, actual skill improving, skill building, or whatever. So, the beginning of the tournament, they're kind of stale. They've played a little bit, but they haven't, like, refreshed their skills, I guess. Um, They've probably run through plays and stuff in their practice. We just don't see that, I'm assuming. Then throughout the movie, especially when Banks gets injured, after Banks gets injured, not because of it, after Banks gets injured and Bombay becomes a better coach again, they do this whole training montage and we see, it's not Hans, it's Jan, um, training Luis Mendoza to actually learn how to stop, which is ridiculous, but I've already said my piece on that. Um, they're like in the gym, you know, pumping. They're not pumping any iron. They're just on the treadmill. They're doing... This weird, like, I've never done this before in a practice, in a hockey practice, but, like, they're, like, going down on one knee on the ice. They're going down on one knee, and, like, they're cradling the puck with their stick with one hand, and then they're doing it the same thing on the other side. I've never seen that. I don't know what that, maybe, like, it, it looks like more of a workout, and, like, maybe learning how to control the puck, but that's about it you know, maybe, like, improve on some more, like, hockey IQ kind of skills or whatever. I don't know. I'm just trying to say the the training wasn't that extensive, I feel like, you know, and it's probably because, like, the movie is not showing us everything that they probably have done, but, like, I think I need to see that in order to, like, have it in my mind that they're actually improving because these these training things or whatever, these training montages are weak as heck and they don't convince me at all. But that's that. That's that on that. Um, the last thing I want to mention with this movie is the last new addition of the team who doesn't get brought in with the other new ducks in the beginning of the movie. He's not actually an established hockey player. Um within the United States, this team, they're training, um, well, they're not training, they're warming up on a field, I guess, like, associated with the Junior Goodwill Games, or stretching and stuff, and then this, this boy from the LA area, he, like, starts bothering the team during their warm-up, 
isn't this is not the first time he's done this in the movie but you know at this point he's done it so many times he gets on the nerves of one of the ducks called jesse hall he gets on his nerves and then jesse's like what's your problem oh wait that's not what he says he's like oh yeah look i'm getting sick of you after he says like okay wait i'll recall the whole conversation because i think i know it so his name is the new guy the guy from la his name is russ tyler and the person who's beefing with russ is jesse hall okay there we go and then russ is like uh hey team usa what are you doing today a, a million jumping jacks and then um jesse like hears from the back he moves to the front of the group stretching he's like man look i'm getting sick of you and then russ is like hey i'm getting sick of seeing team usa represented by a bunch of wanted babies and then jesse's like um uh i don't remember well anyways they just get into beef <laughs> this is a mess they get into beef and then after the the beef um well during the beef russ invites team usa um to join them for like a little bit of street street hockey which they call some schoolyard puck so they play street hockey with russ tyler and his boys and um you know they learn the true essence of hockey and what it means to play hockey, you know, what it should mean, like why you're playing hockey, the passion or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the point of that is. And then during this this street hockey game, they see Russ's signature special shot called the knuckle puck, which is pretty cool. You put the, the puck on like the round side or the side and then you just hit it and then it goes... <laughs> that's the it flips it flips like multiple times and then you know goes it's oh i can i can quote what it's supposed to do russ says it's hard to be accurate but it drives the goalies crazy so <laughs> that's what it does um so yeah everyone's impressed by that and then at the end blah blah, blah they leave team usa leaves and they have this oh good relationship now and then once Adam Banks gets injured, which I mentioned earlier, he his wrist is broken or something or fractured. I don't know. Gordon Bombay sees that, tells him to rotate the the stick. An iconic moment in 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 D two. Um, Charlie goes up to Bombay because they're short benched, you know, without Adam Banks. Um, Charlie goes to Coach Bombay, and he's like, "Oh, I know this player, you know." Um, you know, oh wait, maybe I can recall this. <laughs> you know, he goes into Bombay's office and then he's like, "Coach, I know with Banks out we have a uh, a roster slot open." And then, and then Bombay's like, "Yeah." And then Charlie's like, "Well, you always you wait. You know how you always say I would be a better coach than a player." And then Bombay's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then Charlie's like, "Well, I did some scouting and I found this." guy I, that's not exactly what he says but then he brings in russ i'm like while well, I'm, I'm i'm watching that scene now before i thought oh yeah russ like he's cool he he has that cool shot um when he brings in russ now i'm like oh you're kidding you're kidding you're bringing in this guy from the streets 
the streets of LA. You don't know if he can play hockey, period. Like, he can play street hockey, which is not serious. Like, the, the rules are different, you know. You're not actually on ice. You're playing with the... He's playing. The conditions he's playing in, the nets are barrels. It's not the same. Um, But they still, you know, bring Ross in... They don't know if he can skate by the looks of it when he when we see him playing the first game. Um it doesn't look he, like he's like a great skater. Um also another thing is that even allowed? Like the change of roster in the middle of the tournament? Like I'm pretty sure that's not allowed. You have to have your rosters finalized before the the tournament. So this really logically doesn't make sense to me. I have, like, a gripe with that, but, like, in the end, we do love Russ Tyler. He's a standout character in the series, so we don't mind it too much, but, like, logistically, if we're thinking about it really and we're looking for things to pick out and criticize, that is definitely one. Now, that's the end of my D2 discussions. Um, Literally... It's taking longer than I thought, but I'm I'm still like pretty well. Actually, I keep closing my eyes. I don't know if that's because I'm tired, but I keep doing that. Oh, so maybe I have to cut out one of these segments. But I do want to talk about D three. If this takes me too long, then I'm gonna cut out the other segment that I have. But on to D three now. So, you know, in the end, the Ducks win the Junior Goodwill Games and, you know, they beat Iceland, who is who's their rivals. You know, they have a little bit of beef with the Iceland team because Iceland beats them 12 to 1 in the um, primary round of the tournament. And then when they they both make it to the championship game. The Ducks get their revenge. Obviously, you know, the same that's the same plot as D1, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, next is, oh, D3. Okay, so even though the, I have the acronym here again, the Ducks won the JGWG, Junior Goodwill Games, okay, I'm sorry. Um, the Ducks won the Junior Goodwill Games, in D3, they are shown struggling to compete in high school hockey. High school. High school. Are you hearing me? High school. They just played an international tournament with some of the best, I can quote this, some of the best young players from around the United States. They played with them and they played against the, the top players in the world. Period. That is a fact that is stated in the movies so they're obviously playing hockey at a high level they have their talented players we're gonna like you know assume they're actually good from d1 d2 you know they're not like some shitty kids who were picked um to be on the team because not shitty kids shitty players the people are fine the personalities are fine um we're gonna assume they're actually good at playing hockey because and put away the fact that maybe just maybe they're picked on the team because Bombay was chosen to be the coach and and Bombay doesn't want to leave his ducks behind because they saved him or whatever we're gonna put that all to the side I'm sorry I'm getting a little bit passionate about this 
and we're going to assume the ducks are good. Um, Team USA ducks, whatever. We're going to call them the ducks now. I know I was calling them Team USA because that's what they were in D2, but now they're the, they're the ducks in D3. Um, so the ducks, um, you know, they're good. They won the Junior Goodwill Games. They have a good thing going for them. They're struggling to play in in high school hockey. That doesn't make any sense. These high school hockey players should not be as good as these international hockey players. Sure, they should be able to, you know, challenge the Ducks a little bit. But, like, the Ducks should be able to find a way to win because they could in the uh, international hockey tournament against the best young players from around the United... I mean, the world. Sorry. Um, So, that really makes zero sense to me how um, the Ducks... You know, I just realized, maybe I should finish my thought. It doesn't make sense to me how the Ducks were struggling. They were struggling in, in the game against the Blake Bears. Yeah, yeah, they like, they scored nine points or nine goals in the, like, first two periods or something of the game. And then they come back in the third period and end up with a tie. Like, that doesn't make sense. You know, how do you f- collapse that badly? You know, the chem- chemistry's still there. You know, the, the players should be able to, to work well with each other and you know not only in offense scoring nine goals but like in defense in defending the you know their lead because they've done it against you know Iceland their toughest opponent or whatever and like this this Blake Bears team should not equal the what do you call them (laughs) oh the Iceland Vikings whatever team like that should not equate because like I mentioned, the Iceland team is made up of the best players in Iceland. And the Blake Bears are just some kids from Minnesota playing hockey, you know? Doesn't make sense. Um, let me take a drink. I'm almost done. You hear that? Maybe I'll take one more drink. Um, I was going to say, before I told myself to finish the thought, I did not do a break time break in the episode. Maybe I should now while I'm taking a drink because I want to play the audio, uh, the little jingle. So maybe I will. Break time. Hi again. I finished my alcohol. Congratulate me, I guess. Anyways, we'll continue. So yeah, the ducks... You know, I don't understand how they're struggling in high school hockey. It really doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up. Whatever. We'll just say it's right. We'll say it's true. Maybe it's because of the new coach. He His impact shouldn't affect the team that much. But because they're all the same players, <laughs> um, so their chemistry on the ice should not be affected by some coach behind the bench. Maybe he's implementing new, you know, plays or... Um, mentalities amongst the players that's getting them screwed up maybe but like still you know I don't I don't believe it um anyways that's that uh oh also I put this this point in realistically if we're thinking about it if we're including the fact again that you know the docs have different um skill sets different levels of their capability to play 
would Eden Hall realistically take each of the ducks? Except for Jesse Hall, because he's not in the third movie. But, like, would they take most of the ducks? Just think about it. No. No, 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 no. That's not how it works in the real world, you know? Like, you know, if we're thinking, okay, I don't know if everyone will get this reference, but I'll explain it. So the U.S. National national Team Development Program, they compile teams of, like, you know, young teen hockey players or male hockey players um, and put them on a team just like for the Junior Guild World Games, how, you know, the bunch of teens were playing in tournament, that turn- the Junior Guild World Games tournament. It's basically the same thing for the U.S. National Team Development Program. They do that, but the team plays for a whole season, not just for one tournament. Um, And in the end, um, this is going on throughout high school, but in the end, D players get, you know, offered spots on on college teams or maybe um, junior teams in Canada. Um, But they all don't get offered, you know, a spot on the same team because the team wants to have all of them together because they're all from the same team. No, that's not how it works. You know, they all get offered spots to different teams because the different teams need different things. And, and the team, you know, um, sees the potential differently in each player. So, you know, that's how it is. And in this movie is not how it is. They even, like reserve all the spots on the JV varsity team, which is what the Ducks end up playing as in high school hockey. Um, because they are, you know, just freshmen. Anyways, um, so yeah, they reserve all the spots on the JV team just for the Ducks. They don't let anyone else try out. Um, we know that because it's stated in, in the movie and that doesn't make sense to me at all because there has to be some players who are better than some of the players on the Ducks. Um, you know, cause like, like I mentioned, the Ducks were just chosen by Bombay because they were the Ducks to be on Team USA. And like a lot of talented players from the United States, other places in the United States were not even given the chance or given a look to play for Team USA, even though they did take some new players, um, not everyone who's good was included in that and we're talking about Luis and Kenny who took their spots because I don't think they should have been on that team period if we're talking in a hockey standpoint um but anyways um yeah that's that I think like realistically not all the ducks would have made it and if I were to say who should have made it if we're considering like the new skills I guess from D2 the new skilled players I would say Adam Banks, obviously, Julie the Cat, because she's clearly a good goalie um, from her showing and stuff. Oh, I'm getting tired. Um, so Adam, Julie, who else was like really, maybe Gee, because Gee, you know, he's, he's shown in d1 to be a pretty competent hockey player as well as in d2 um we see him he's pretty quiet as a character like he he doesn't say much we don't see him doing you know the like the um flashy kind of moves but he does get the job done and i think he's actually a pretty good hockey player 
I have a feeling, so we'll add him to that list. But, like, I don't want to think about <laughs> anymore. My brain is fried. So we're going to say them for now. The first two especially, and maybe Guy. But I don't think all the Ducks should have made it to Eden Hall because, also, Eden Hall is supposed to be an elite hockey school. And, like, I don't think all of them are, like, elite hockey players, you know? I think they're good because they obviously did well in the Junior Goodwill games, but I don't think they're all elite. And, like, you know, give some other players a chance to, you know, shine in junior hockey. I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, reaching too far for that one because they did, you know, like I said all make it on to well sorry not make it on to because I'm just gonna repeat the point about Bombay choosing them to be on the team but they all did well in the tournament they all like contributed to the team so um they do have some skill so maybe I am being a little bit hard on this point but like I don't think all the Ducks deserve to make it on this elite hockey school team but whatever maybe i'm i'm reaching for that one uh that's all i have i don't really want to think about more for d3 maybe i'll make a third uh second mighty ducks thing where i talk about more things and i'm actually getting like kind of tired and i don't think i can talk about this third point that i wanted to talk about so maybe i do need to make a third episode just to talk about that and then a few other things if i think of them but uh that's episode is already 50 minutes so i'm gonna cut it now um i'm gonna go brush my teeth and go hit the sack because i'm tired uh, i finished my alcohol this is the can you want some asmr that's not asmr it's not good asmr but anyways um i need to wrap this up so thank you for joining in uh to the sitting in silence podcast i'm sorry i came on here a little bit tipsy um i'm probably a lot more talkative than i would normally be or whatever i'm just you know normally when i talk i i take the time to compile my thoughts in my head so that's why i might be a little bit quiet at sometimes but like right now i'm just i'm just rambling i don't care about what i say i'm just saying what i want to say and maybe that's not good or maybe it is good please let me know i know okay i realized on my podcast provider anchor that you guys can leave me um voice messages or whatever so if you want to you know give some advice or like respond to any questions that i have i know i had some in the first episode and um and and nothing um so if you want to you know leave those suggestions or answer my questions just go to my my link for anchor which is anchor.fm slash um sitting dash in dash silence and then you know do that there i'm still you know thinking about whether i should get social media we'll see if this takes off still but yeah that's it for now um thanks for listening again and uh, i'll see you next time where i don't know what i'm going to be talking about yet but uh hopefully it's going to be a good topic well i know it's going to be a good topic but i need to go okay <laughs> bye see you then or next time okay bye <laughs>